irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Leonardo, not Da Vinci, puts his millions where his mouth is. Not all pharmaceutical companies are created equal. If Louis Vuitton were alive, would he fire his CEO? These are just a few of the topics we will be covering today. Hello, I am William Mayoff. And I am Nancy DeFabio, and welcome to Animal News Magazine, a live radio show about animals. Topics range from animals in science, to animals in entertainment, to animals in religion, to animals in agriculture. Animals play an important role in our daily lives as individuals and as a society. So this show is about increasing our knowledge and understanding of the animal world, and from that information, you can draw your own conclusions. Our guest today is Pat Kendall. She's an attorney from British Columbia, and we'll be talking about animal testing at a Vancouver hospital. So we'll be calling her at about 2.30, and we'll be taking calls from uh, listeners. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to comment about, you can interrupt us, and that's between 2 and 2.30. And the number here to call is 323-203-0800. One five. But before we start, I look forward to this. A blonde and a redhead, they have a ranch, and they just lost their bull. So the women need to buy to go get another bull. They're actually going to go and adopt another bull. But they only have $500. So the redhead, she tells the blonde, okay, I'll go to the market and see if I can find uh, a bull for under that amount. And if I can... I will send you a telegram, and you come with the trailer, and we'll take the bull home. So she goes to the market, and she finds one bull for $499. That was the adoption fee. So she only has a dollar left. So this is a long time ago, by the way. This is the in the uh, 50s and the 40s. This is not modern times. The 1750s. Well, probably the 50s. So she only has a daughter left. This is the redhead doing this, right? She's the redhead. So she is stumped. How is she going to tell the blonde at home to bring the truck and the trailer to pick up the bull? So she finally tells the the telegraph operator. She's going to send a telegraph. She tells the telegraph operator to send for one dollar. She only has a dollar, so she's calling out one word. Send the word comfortable. So skeptical, the operator... Telegraph. The guy said, asks her, well, oh, "Well, how will your blonde friend know to come with the trailer from just that word?" So the redhead replies, "Well, she's blonde, so she's kind of slow. Come for the bull." Ah, 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 ah! Come for the bull. <laughs> what a country! What a country! Come for the bull. And we thank our studio audience, of course. All the uh, all 40 of them. <laughs> no, I think we have a little bit more than that. 40,000. Um, so anyway, we just got back from Halifax. What the Animal Law Conference at the Schulich Law School there, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Dale Canada. Dalhousie University. Wonderful experience. Uh, really uh, well done. Very knowledgeable. And uh, First food. annual, Nancy. Good food. Good food, yeah. Very good first food. First annual, correct? It was the first annual. So, okay, so daily we could talk about the food first because all this pulled pork 
It had, they yeah. had pulled fake pork and all the, the fake meat. Talk about that. It's just I, great I like stuff. the veggie burgers there. Those were good, good, too. If you didn't have to ask those questions. That's right. Uh, how many dead animals are contained within no, all this No, you didn't have to ask those bag. questions. And I also want to thank our listeners who came over and said hello to us from Quebec, Toronto. Uh, very nice all to across meet you. Canada, all across, it was so smoothly, seamlessly done, professional, beautiful. They had various lectures there, seminars. Celebrity guest speakers, well organized. Really, it was a model. It was a, it was well worth traveling yeah, and on. very professional. You know. you know, it was very educational, very professional. Uh, scientific seminars, uh, strictly legal seminars about animals being persons. So we will go back again. We applaud yeah. them, recognize them, and the people there are sympathetic. They, and some of the lawyers, what a concept! Law school there in Dalhousie, in Nova yeah. Scotia. But they actually talked about on both sides of the border. You had attorneys there from the States, from uh, Canada. They talked about active cases and then promoting and the thinking going on both sides of the border, getting some of these crusty judges to get with the program. And, and there uh, were actual judges there who give a lot of input. And, you know, it was bittersweet. Uh, I don't want to talk about it all day, but it was bittersweet because you hear all the sad stories. You hear all the all the tragedies, you know, the the injustices and you kind of like feel discouraged and then you hear the injustice to animals yeah and then you, you hear about the progress that's being made and the the breakthroughs and roads being paved and 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 uh, you know legal scholars being on board people in, in the scientific community being on board so it was a bittersweet a bittersweet experience but one that um, we will return to next year and i encourage everybody you don't have to be an attorney um i met a whistleblower uh, you, you, just anybody from uh, people from the SBCA, we'll have a lot of those people on the show. Uh, yeah, capacity going attendees, full, full, full. All yeah. So really. you, it's a matter if you care about, you know, animals, animal welfare, animal rights, the betterment of the, the animal world. Uh, you really need to go to Please this attend. conference. It was a very successful event. I believe they're going to try to do it every year. They will right? do it every year. Is it yeah. going to be in Halifax every year or is it going to be traveling? I think it's Halifax. I think the, that law school, Schlick School of Law, is one of the is a pioneer in, in Nova Scotia. They're the counterpart of the Lewis and Clark School in Oregon. Okay. Uh, so so it's, a, it's a great venue, great place, clean city, nice, beautiful. They don't seem to harm animals in and around the. Uh, well, actually, the Halifax is the mink capital of Canada. Mink? M-I-N-K. They have horrible mink farms okay. there. Very that, sad. But well, then, is, so is, it's going to be annual. Every I year? think so. Yeah, oh. I think so. And we will be going back. And Halifax is a mm. nice little city. So anyway, let's get on with the stories here. Did let's we, get to did work. We, did we say that that animal conference was was great? We said that already. Yes, right? I think we did. All right. So anyways, uh, moving right along, folks, actor Leonardo DiCaprio announced that he will donate. Listen to this. And I never liked that guy. You know, that, that, that movie there, the Titanic and Céline Dion and all that stuff. But man, I have a little bit of respect for him because get a load of this. He's donating $15.6 million. What other stars are doing that in celebrities? Handful. I don't know them. Give me the list. Give us the list. $15.6 million to environmental protection and conservation programs aimed at combating climate change. Kudos to so I salute this guy. The money will be donated through the foundation that bears his name. That's Leonardo DiCaprio. The purpose of his foundation is to protect vulnerable wildlife and marine life from extinction. 
Since 1998 and to date, the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation has funded more than 200 projects in 50 countries and five oceans. Projects supporting 132 organizations with donations worth $59 million invested in environmental protection and conservation. That is in contrast to um, the amazing America's Got Talent judge. He's one of the judges, Simon Cowell. Perfect. Now, I don't know if he makes as much money as DiCaprio. Probably not. But he makes a lot of money, Simon Cowell. But he's Tons donated uh, about $32,000 to Humane Society International. So it's not a lot, but uh, the money will go to save over 200 dogs. Um, this on is Simon South Cowell, Korean, right? It's South Korean dog form. Simon Cowell, he's a judge on America's Got... I've never seen watched the show. Me neither. Uh, I don't watch much television, I guess that's why. But in any event, he's uh, donated to um, to free 200 dogs on a South Korean dog farm. They breed animals for human consumption in South Korea, as they do in China and Vietnam and all those places. Um, so what 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 impressed me about this, this, this project, if you will, is that... Uh, the charity will pick up the canines and they will send the dogs to varying countries and they'll be adopted like in Netherlands and the U.S. and Canada. And uh, these dogs who spent their entire life basically in barren metal cages, um, they're, uh, and they're usually killed by electrocution or hanging, so they're going to be freed. And But what the HSI also does is, okay, they get these dogs adopted, they get them freed, but they also spend um, money on rehabilitating the farmers of these dogs, the, the, the people who raise these dogs, transitioning from um, at the animal, the dog meat business to uh, mushroom farming or chili farming, more of a vegetable farming. So that's kind of good that they take care of the dogs and they make sure that these people who run these farms, who raise these dogs, don't go out there and buy more dogs for more meat. You know, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're stopping the business. They're ending... The, but is the, that a cultural thing, Nancy, being bred in, in Korea, North Korea, excuse me, South Korea, is that a cultural thing that they just like dogs? Yeah, well, actually, the, 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 there's mixed feeling. A lot of people say, yeah, it's standard practice in Vietnam, South Korea, and China. And then there are others who say, no, most this is just the media. Most people don't eat them. But I tend to believe that dogs is a, just a human, a, a regular source of meat for these people uh, about two and a half million dogs a year are bred for human consumption so that's a lot of meat you can't you can't deny these statistics 200 two and a half million dogs are bred for human consumption and um they're they have about seven thousand meat farms there so somebody's so, so, eating all so these Simon meat. Cal, the effort is to do what what's the end game here what's the what's the object are we going to change them culturally or what? I think it's, well, again, like I said before, it's going very, very slowly, but it's shifting, you know. And people like, okay, Simon Cowell, it's only, I mean, I guess, I guess it's a, it's, you know, not much, you know, considering his income, which I don't know, $30,000. But, but look, a 200 dogs. A journey of 1,000 miles begins with the first step. Yes, and this is 200 dogs that he can say that he got out of a meat farm. And, people, oh, and these so people nice. who are running this Beautiful. meat farm aren't going to continue the process because they're being trained to do... Maybe they want to work on a vegetable farm, but they don't know what to do. Do you think these people are educated? You know? Maybe we can start a trend. They need to rehabilitate well, it, listen, so that's be, good. Because we're so relevant and so topical and we're what's going on today, okay? Uh, I was prepping a client for a deposition in Mandarin. These are Asian folks living in California. 
Uh, long story short, and this interpreter, Mandarin interpreter, goes back and forth from Los Angeles to wherever she's from in China. Uh, and uh, not only do they eat dogs there, they actually boast about killing the dog around the, the front or the property of the restaurant to show them how fresh the dog meat is. Right. That's so this primitive. is what we're up against in Simon Cowell and yeah. the thinking and all that. This is not malarkey. This is oh, an, no, interpreter right. yeah, an interpreter who later charges for the whole day of interpreting. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying bucks. you can't, you know, there's too much, there too much, there, there's too much evidence, you know, to show the contrary. So that's the that's the situation. We got DiCaprio trying to make the world a better place. We got Simon Cowell trying to work to make the world. We have a lot of people and the a lot of celebrity people who are trying to make the. And, we and, did uh, have a guest a few weeks ago though who said that the Chinese though they are a little bit more environmentally sympathetic. They yeah. care about their kids, and the kids a little bit of arable, yeah. clean land, clean lakes, rivers, and stuff. And that's how they can try to incrementally get change. Yeah. In, in the manufacturing giants and polluters like China and all Correct. that. Correct. So it, it begins with the first step, right? Correct. And you have to keep going. You have to continue with the second step, the third step. You can't right. stop. No matter how discouraged you are, no matter how depressing it all looks, you have to keep going. Okay. I heard, I heard you said they hang the dogs. They either electrocute them or hang them. A hanging dog. Yeah. That's sick. You just watch a dog hanging. It, it, I, I have no, I mean, I have, we need to get a psychologist on the show to explain to us how these people can do this. I don't know. Yeah, why don't we talk about uh, Vanda now? Vanda sues FDA over mandate to test drugs on dogs. Yeah. Vanda Pharmaceuticals has filed a lawsuit against the FDA, saying the agency is forcing it to unnecessarily test the drug on dogs. Vanda, V-A-N-D-A. V is in Victor. V is in Victor. All right. And the FDA has placed the hold on Vanda's clinical trials of Tradipatant, which is being studied as a treatment for a stomach disorder, saying that additional non-rodent animal testing of the drug needed to be is needed to be done. But Vanda countered that there is already sufficient data to move the study into human trials, and that animal testing additional animal testing of tradipatant would result in the death of dozens of dogs because they'll have to be euthanized once the trial is complete. According to Administrative Procedure Act of 1946, the drug makers can bypass this kind of animal testing if they provide equivalent data to what would be produced from testing on animals. The FDA, however, can make an assessment of the data, which in this case includes previous rodent and dog studies, and explain what is not equivalent in order to mandate more animal testing. According to Vanda's lawsuit, the FDA never provided an explanation that would warrant the additional nine months of testing on dogs. If Vanda's lawsuit fails, the company would be forced to conduct nine-month dog studies. Nine months long, uh, nine nine months months long, long yeah. worth of additional nine months of dog studies. Those concerns made investors skittish, and the company's stock took a 20% hit upon news of the lawsuit. But the company appears to hope that public support for the case could boost its chances of winning. In an open letter to the FDA, the company called on pharma companies, animal rights groups, and the public to take a stand against unnecessary animal testing. This is all reasonable stuff, reasonable. Quote, Van refuses to sacrifice young beagles over other animals in a study that serves no scientific purpose, the company stated. 
I guess they don't have too many friends in the FDA because, you know, the FDA, these pharmaceutical companies, they're all in bed together. So, you know, board members, executives go work for the FDA and vice versa. So I'm really impressed that this pharmaceutical company is standing its ground. Um, so we applaud Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. We applaud them. Yes, we do. We, we this applaud is, them. Yeah, absolutely we applaud them. <laughs> and they should be rewarded. And I hope they, I'm going to follow this lawsuit and hopefully they'll, they'll prevail. And let us know. Bring us, bring us current, okay? Yeah. Now that's some sad news. Crocodiles. But first I feel compelled to explain to our listening beautiful, lovable audience, the difference between crocodiles and alligators. Do you guys and gals know what they are the world over, what the difference between crocs and alligators It's the is? same thing. No, it's not, Mr. It's the same Dale. Thing. That's not true, Dale. Nancy, you are the it's master. It's the same lizard. It's the, it's the swamp <laughs> thing. They're old. I can tell you that. They're old. That, one of our lists is going to have to investigate which is older, the croc or the alligator. But do you know what the difference is? What's the difference? The nose? You got it. Alligators, native to Florida, have a square nose. Crocodiles have a pointy, Ooh, narrower see, nose. Yeah, Alligators, yeah. the wide nose. Okay. I think that is uh, key information. It's very important so, to what, know. It, get, it gets a different designation because of its nose? Yes, the, the, that's one thing that's different. I'm, I'm sure, sure there are other know, differences. We should get somebody on the show. You know what? There's a Seminole tribe, and they have like an alligator um, That's right. Refuge Billy, or something. Billy we Swamp, get one of what's it called in Florida? We're going to be hands-on. We're going to conduct a field trip there, yeah. okay? Yeah, so we'll get them to talk to us, They'll explain to us the difference. Anyway, let's let's get with the story. So, uh, crocodiles, they die horrifically in Vietnam for Louis Vuitton leather bags. Do you believe this? PETA has exposed eyewitness footage that reveals horrifying reality for tens of thousands of crocodiles in Vietnam raised and killed to make luxury leather bags sold around the world. Two of the farms investigated supply crocodile skins to Louis Vuitton, or Louis Vuitton, their parent company, and some of the biggest brands, according to a farm owner, workers, electroshock crocodiles, and then attempt to kill them by cutting into their necks and ramming metal rods down their spines. The animals shake vigorously as this happens, one crocodile can be seen lifting his leg after he was cut open. Then workers leave him to bleed out. Now, Peter has footage of this. Yes, okay. it's all on video. This should be permeated all around the internet just to show the, the, the scandalous, disgusting, demonic behavior. It's, it's demonic. There's no reason. It's all for luxury. It's all yeah, for vanity. Really. And Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, come on. One, all the celebrities out there have to go ahead and... Yeah make this common knowledge and then once they see the court of public opinion they'll stop doing it this is disgusting for vanity wow and they could i'm sure they could produce a synthetic crocodile bag or whatever stupid things people have to wear and carry reptile experts have found that crocodiles remain conscious over an hour after their spinal cord has been severed and their blood vessels cut imagine the workers are murderers too you know well of course Workers took the crocs into an adjacent room and cut off their skin, a process that takes 15 to 20 minutes per animal. Footage shows that one crocodile continued to move after being skinned. You know, is this on Peter's website? It's on, I don't know if it's on their website, but, I, well, but there's the footage I know for a fact exists. Ladies and gents, boys and girls who care, you like your kids, you like your pets, you like your animals, 
This is just conscience. So go go Google PETA and Google the crocodile Yeah, you can Google. The video is there. And I encourage look, go to you Google. people out there listening, don't take our word for it. I've said this before. Go and look it up for Girl. yourself. We're not trying to brainwash you. We're just providing the news and information. Obviously, we're letting you know what our opinion is, but... You can just formulate your own opinion. And Go and celebrities, check it out. celebrities, everybody, Mr. Baldwin and Kim Basinger and Pamela Anderson, Ellen DeGeneres, anybody who can care a little bit and has a conscience, you have followings, you have power over the media. Go ahead and, and, and say a few syllables, you know. Anyways, the investigator visited a farm that holds tens of thousands of crocodiles and slaughters 1,500 of them every three months at this farm, which supplies skins to Louis Vuitton, about 5,000 crocodiles were kept in small concrete enclosures, some narrower than the length of their bodies. The investigator was told that they are kept in these conditions for 15 months before finally being slaughtered. At this farm and another one that supplies skins to Louis Vuitton, crocodiles were packed into concrete pits. When several animals are housed together, it's likely that aggression and injuries will result, and these commonly lead to infection and disease. One crocodile was missing a tail, and they're maimed, and they're suffering, and we should not put up with any of this. After the crocodiles were slaughtered, workers cut and pulled off their skin. Yeah, and then they processed the skin for the bags and the shoes. So yeah, the parent right. company, this is LVMH, is the parent company of Louis Vuitton, but it's really a merger of several fashion houses and champagne cognac producers. Um, so... Uh, Christian Dior is one of is the main holding company of the parent company. It owns forty percent or almost forty one percent of the shares. And uh, so Christian Dior owns Louis Vuitton. It's a holding company. It's basically the owner so, and has majority voting rights. So they both uh, have blood on the other hand. And um, and the um, CEO now Louis Vuitton he well, he founded the company in eighteen fifty four. He's dead. He's very dead. So but. Um, Michael Burke is the CEO. He was he became the CEO in 1997, and he was also the chairman and CEO, one of the, or on the board of directors of the Christian Dior and Bill Vargi a long time ago. So what I'm really trying to say is, all these people, even if even if Michael Burke, this the, the new CEO or the CEO since 1997 of Louis Vuitton, wanted to say, okay, this we found this out, we don't want to do this anymore. There are so many other people involved like Christian Dior and their, the champagne producers, and there's so many powerful companies and individuals involved that you will never, or not for the longest time, get a consensus as to uh, about ending this and how to end it. But so, you said under your breath, Bois Chandon, the famous champagne Yeah, they, they have shares... Um, so these companies are interrelated. They're, yeah, they're all. They're all they're, it's a new thing they've been doing for a few decades now. They merge together because they're strength in numbers. But they also that they, they have diverse interests. They have uh, their own. Mm. So uh, maybe agenda. one of these one of these three companies will get some sensitive people. Yeah, and they'll stop some of the unnecessary. But I'm saying, if Christian Dior, for example, I mean, actually, Christian Dior would be the one to say, okay, we need to stop this because they go. have 59 percent of the voting right. So they're the they're the power behind all this, but it takes time, and they're making money. They're you know this I'm is a profitable you know parent company. You know, there's arguments. They could be BS arguments and all. They don't need a test on animals for human welfare, cure cancer, do this, that, and the other thing. That's a semi whatever tenuous you know no, reason. Of course, I know. And maybe it's cogent and all. And that's good. However, 
to torture and test yeah. and, and kill and make animals suffer for a friggin' handbag Exotic and a purse and this crap so vanity. So don't buy the product. Yeah, don't buy the don't product and they'll change the their ways. There's there so you many go. fake leather. Yeah, and, and it's so it's like veggie. It everything comes back to veggie burgers. There's so many good simulations. Halifax alone, ladies and gentlemen, Nancy, excuse my spontaneous outburst. As you see, none of the show is scripted. It's all spontaneous and improvised. And that's okay. a good thing you and a bad go, thing. You go into <laughs> the local supermarket in Halifax. I'm breaking the desk here, okay, the studio. You go in there in Halifax. You think, ah, oh, it's a tiny little town. What are they? Are you kidding me? State-of-the-art burgers. It all comes down to the burgers. They had Beyond Burger. They had Impossible Burger. They had Light Life, Light Life Burger. What a place. So you can simulate things and not have the animals suffer and, and, and be tormented and tortured. Am I right? Absolutely. Dale, am I right? Yeah. All you people I mean, out there, am I right? Yeah, okay, another okay. round of applause. Okay. Yeah, All right. So All right. Let's, let's carry on because we'll be calling Pat Kendall in uh, Go ahead, seven minutes. Okay. So you, you showed how they were interrelated. We'll move on a little bit there. You get a little too uh, excited uh, about certain of these items. All right, so we're going to shift our focus onto some... Uh, politics. A little bit of politics. Where here. our tax dollars are going. Okay, fair enough. My Between favorite 2000, between Sorry, Dale? My favorite subject. Your favorite <laughs> subject, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. we got to get pinched Trump's ass to get him to care more about the environment <laughs> and animals. And his two hunting, disgusting sons and all that. So anyways, between 2016 and 2018, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has issued... More than three dozen permits for hunters to bring back lion trophy parts from Zimbabwe and Zambia, according to the copies of permits obtained by the Freedom of Information Act. 33 hunters received a total of 38 lion trophy permits. More than half of these hunters donated to Republican lawmakers or have ties to hunting advocacy group Safari Club International, Friends of Animals, said. Okay, uh, We're not necessarily advocating one party or the other. Okay, absolutely but, not. But we're not. But but you know we can see, we can see which party or which you know this rifle association stuff here with the hunting. I mean, this crap. is just this is just the the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is doing this. Is, is there any legitimacy to trying to thin the herds here because you have too many nonsense? See, there's not too many lions. It's spay bullshit. them. You can neuter and spay them. That's right. how you can thin the herd. Are we allowed to say bullshit on this air? Like, oh, like, we're like on, Donald. We're on the internet. You can say like bullshit. Donald Trump said bullshit, Louisiana. Yes, you can say bullshit. Okay, so it's, it's all bullshit. You hunting animals for what? For the, the weird, warped, sick pleasure. Thirty-three hunters received the total thirty-eight lion trophy permits. We've said in March of 2018, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service started out started to allow. Elephant and lion trophy imports from Zimbabwe on a case-by-case basis. Why, even there's some thinking going on here? No. Among the hunters who received a permit was Stephen Chancellor, a wealthy Indiana businessman. Chancellor, an avid hunter, who's registered 482 confirmed kills, including 18 lions between 1980 and 2008, was allowed to import lion parts from a July 2016 hunt in Zimbabwe, according to the Freedom of Information request. Another hunter who received permits was Virginia resident Kent Greenewald. He was allowed to bring back lion trophies after a hunt in Zambia Zambia in 2017 and a, another hunt in Zimbabwe in 2016. Big game hunters say the trophy hunting fees provide revenue 
that directly funds conservation and contributes to African economies. Wow. What a so, rationalization. Well, so the hunting permits that allows them to kill these uh, precious animals mm -hmm. enriches the economies of the local African countries. Let's take out a few lines and all that. We'll enrich their economy. Yeah. Why don't you just open up a Coca-Cola factory there? The almighty there dollar. There you yeah. go. But Does that make sense? Nancy? Look, they're all You're they're the all economist. they're all looking their little boys' club, if you will. Because in 2017, um, Ryan Zinke, he was the Secretary of the Interior, and he created this uh, advisory committee. He called it the International Wildlife Conservation Club. That's what he called it. And it's and this um, and, uh, council, Wildlife Conservation Council, and. It's comprised of trophy hunters and members of the Safari Club International Hunting Advocacy Group. So you can see that they're all friends. And more than half of the 3,300s that you talked about who received these permits, right. they're members, they have ties to Safari Club International. So if they're all together, they're all friends, they donate funds to their, you know, in this case would be the Republican Party, and in other cases, it would be the Democratic Party. And it's all part of lobbying. It's all a part of doing favors for each other. And it's just disgusting. Uh, Chancellor, by the way, this uh, the guy who had 40, 482 confirmed kills, he's an appointee on the International Wildlife Conservation Council. So he's on the council, and he's the one who was allowed to import line parts on July 16. So um, how could he be conserving wildlife if he's hunting them they're, down? They're not... They're, because like I you said, they're saying, well, you know, like there are too many lions, so we have to hunt them down. But that's, that's BS. They're all members of the Safari Club International. They're all members of the International. That's the names that they give themselves, the International Wildlife Conservation Council. There's nothing con so conservation about. So what can we do about, about this? What can people do about this, Nancy? Anything? Well, they can uh, write to their congressman. Uh, they can uh, file file a petition, but I have to say, sadly enough, it, these are very rich, powerful people, and uh, you, 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 from a political perspective, there's very little we can do. It's not you like know, you have regular folks who are getting these permits. These are people, you know, who know people tied to government. Um, one very rudimentary, basic way, to, this is very basic. The next time you go to your friend, or a friend of a friend and see the you know the head you know over the fireplace the head of a lion the head of wildlife taxidermied and up there trophies and don't marvel at that stuff say it's gross and putrid disgusting and alienate these people and then maybe they'll, they'll you know they'll go play mini golf someplace or get trophies some other go bowling instead of hunting these these animals in Africa like Trump's sons and then holding up the tails as trophies so, unbelievable oh, practice of twenty so we need century. to call. Um Dale, can you yeah. call Pat Kendall for me? Because I don't think I know how to dial. Yeah, the tech show, that's on in another couple hours, the tech show. This is not part of the tech this show. This is not part of the tech show. Okay. So Dale is uh, helping me out here. So you're going to dial up like uh, like Lily Tomlin and laughing? One ringy-dingy, two ringy-dingy? Nancy, we have a whole audience to entertain while Dale works his magic on the keyboard here. Yeah, on, Dale on, is, on, on uh, the, uh, I don't know what we would do without Dale. On the board. On Dale's the console. Old. 
And he's also a fan of but animals. What about, uh, maybe I could do another story. Oh, here we go. No, we don't need another story because we're calling We Captain have a Tony Kendall here. Well, we can talk about... Uh, well, we're going to get Pat Kendall here from Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, she's, she's a retired attorney, actually, and there's a hospital opening up in Vancouver, and she's uh, fighting to... Are you free, Pat Kendall? Please leave me a message. I'd love okay. to call you back. So, After uh, you leave a message, you can modify it by pressing pound. Hey, but Pat. We're going to ask Pat Kendall to uh, call Pat, in. 323-203-0815. Please call us here, Animal News Magazine on LA Talk Radio. All right, thank you. What has happened probably is that she's now? called in. It should be the call's she, in progress. She's called oh, in. I mean, Am I talking to her right now? And Nancy, yeah. it's, it's a matter of uh, okay, working this really out, pressing another line. I'm not happy with this uh, interruption that we're having right now. Uh, Pat, can you hear me? This is Nancy in Animal News Magazine. Okay. So. Uh, well, we're going to cover another story so, while Dale tries to work this out. So. Moving right along, walrus attacks and sinks Russian Navy boat. Two weeks ago, a walrus attacked and sank a Russian tugboat as it was approaching the shore of a remote Arctic island. Do you know that? And there were even phones on this tugboat. Hello. Hi, Pat. Is that Nancy? Yes, yeah, Nancy from Animal News Magazine. I'm here with my co-host, William Mayoff. We were having some problems connecting with you, but I'm happy we're Hi, talking. Hi, Ms. Kendall. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Vancouver. Welcome, Ms. Kendall. How are you? I'm great. I'm so, I'm so, gr it's Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. Okay. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to speak with you and be heard by your listeners. Oh, Thank so you. That's so beautiful. That's so well said. You're more than yeah, welcome. Well, we appreciate the work that you do and talking about that. You tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, this, uh, this whole hospital situation uh, in Vancouver. Yes. So I'm, I'm a retired municipal lawyer. Um, so for 26 and a half years, I did municipal law and really didn't even take animal law course at law school. I don't even think it was offered. But when I retired about five years ago, I became a vegan and an animal activist. So at the beginning of this year, 2019, I had a, a light bulb moment where there's an existing hospital, it's called St. Paul's Hospital, downtown Vancouver. It's been there for over 125 years. And uh, it's pretty well known that, in fact, the hospital has recently admitted they do animal experiments at the existing downtown hospital. And hospital as I'm hoping to Saint talk Paul's to you hospital. about later, there's virtually nothing really that we can do about animal testing once it's ongoing in a, in a hospital or lab. However, the hospital after 125 years is moving to a new location in Vancouver and it's a huge site. It's a, it's a, an industrial site and the land has been purchased, but the hospital cannot use the land because the zoning is industrial only. So the hospital is seeking rezoning from Vancouver City Council, and uh, rezoning is not an, a legal entitlement of a landowner, 
and it's entirely discretionary on the part of Vancouver City Council. And Vancouver Council, because rezoning, meaning a change of legal land uses, impacts the community, Vancouver Council cannot rezone without hearing from the public. So I went, oh my goodness, the hospital is moving. Undoubtedly, they want to do animal experiments in the new hospital, but they don't have an automatic right to do that. They have to pass through this narrow gate called Vancouver City Council, and Council has to hear from us first. So I'm like, I'm going for this. That, so that's the campaign. You're a the genius, campaign. Pat. You're a genius. That's great. The, what's the campaign? So the yeah, the campaign, which I call rezoning for the animals, is to attempt to persuade Vancouver City Council not to to put a limit on the rezoning such that animal experiments will not be a permitted legal land use in the new hospital laboratories. So can the city council, because I, I understand rezoning being like industrial, commercial, residential. So how can, where does the, can, does the council use. have power to say you can't do, I mean, you can't conduct Restrict animal experiments use. in that hospital? Well, the, the, I have because I've got this municipal law background in planning and zoning, the courts have, and now I wasn't, I don't have this right on the tip of my tongue, but the courts have allowed local governments within the zoning power to make some quite fine gradations of land use. Okay. So, so um, they, they can refine it to the so, point where you can't have animal experiments in a medical facility. These gradations? Well, so they're asking for, they're asking for something like, 15 or 20 land uses within their rezoning application. And just as an aside, and this is just with, if you can believe it, they are also asking for neighborhood pub and liquor store (laughs) to be permitted land uses within the hospital complex. We won't go into that discussion. Right. Well, they need a drink after, after, after uh, <laughs> you know, hurting all those animals. I guess you're going to need to get drunk to get over that. But okay, go on. That's <laughs> but they are asking, they're asking for, you know, things like professional offices and different things. And okay. one of the land uses they're asking for is laboratory. And I've looked at the zoning uh, definition of laboratory within the city's bylaw. And I think... You know, anyway, there's lots of legal twists and turns in here. But I'm just like, we want it perfectly clear. We want it made absolutely clear that there will be no, yes, we want the laboratories. We want laboratories at the new hospital. We want them to be using the new high-tech, you know, effective and humane research methodologies. We don't want them to use this antiquated, ineffective, cruel system of animal experiments. So that's the campaign. And I'm happy to talk with you for two reasons. One is because I'm hoping your listeners will um, support the campaign. And I just found out a few days ago from an email from Vancouver City that the public hearing, this is council's our last attempt to influence council, the public hearing is going to be on Tuesday the 22nd, which is something like nine days from now. Right. So I'm hoping that your your listeners will support us, whether they live in where wherever they live. Absolutely. And the other reason I'm happy to talk with you is just to raise awareness of the ability to use the rezoning power as a way to fight for the animals. 
Okay, so um, first, let me recognize her. Pat, this is this is just genius. Uh, it, it's all legitimate. It's beautiful. It's restricting land use in, in a very ethical way that is humane to animals. And kudos. Any way we can help get the word out, raise awareness. I want to recognize you for that and commend you for that. I love it. It's fantastic. Thank you. And, and, Thank you. And it's and it's it's not needed. Uh, for a legitimate purpose to continue to test and torture on this animals, at least not to oh. this magnitude. Well, that's what they're going to argue, because I know for toxic testing, you really don't need animals anymore. It's just not necessary okay. anymore. So what is their argument? Yeah, so I kind of, I sort of thought our discussion could go in, have sort of three points. Okay. First, I'd like to talk about why we shouldn't be experimenting on animals. Right, please go ahead. Number two, why it's almost, now I'm saying almost, but why it's almost impossible to help animals animals in experimentation and then thirdly just talk a little bit about my campaign yeah let's go ahead and do that we have 12 minutes go ahead no pat very quick let me say this I, I don't know if this is part of your, when you're going to go ahead and explain to these bureaucrats up there about the land use and then subject their, their, to their committee and approval, but if you can go ahead and present to them, and I say it respectfully because I know you've got your municipal experience and all that, but lesser intrusive, less monstrous alternatives, right? More benign alternatives. Here's what they can do. Here's a proposal for the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. on this committee. Do you follow what I'm saying? Well, I think we're going to yeah. reinforce our chances because I'm a lawyer down here, too, in California. So if you say mm-hmm. these are less you know, intrusive, ugly alternatives, whatever the words you want to use, I think we'll sell it better, too. What do you think? Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Go. And I just want to say, I thought about this back. So I started the campaign in, let's say, February. Okay. And I was like, I am not going to... Um, hold back on trying to influence council until the evening of the public hearing when people speak in front of council. Most people are not comfortable speaking in front of city council. I mean, I'm even going to be nervous. I'm on the speaker's list, but even I will be nervous. It's intimidating. People only have five minutes, right? So I'm like, no, no, our campaign is starting now. So I launched the website in May, and since May I have been I have been doing Facebook blasts and we've had all these public events at a local transit station that's super busy and in the shadow of Vancouver City Hall with our big signs showing animals in experimentation. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, Handing out flyers, asking people, sign our petitions, you know, email council. So I think council has already received... I, I don't have a tally, of course, but I think council has already received hundreds and hundreds of emails and letters already. Beautiful. Is it a good time for you yeah. before she gets to, to speak of identify her well, web page and all her web page and all that, or do you want yeah, to do the end? Oh yeah, it's it's called rezoningforanimals.com. Beautiful. Excellent. Yeah. So Excellent. anyway, why the reasons why we should not be doing research on animals and I'm just going to make clear here because I'm my project is in the context of a hospital I'm not talking about cosmetic testing on animals I'm talking about biomedical research on animals so three reasons number one it's ridiculously cruel number two it doesn't work and number three there are alternatives so under the heading of cruelty if you ask well what kinds of animals are used isn't it just mice and rats Oh my God, no. You think of any animal 
virtually any animal you can think of, primates, dogs, cats, rabbits, cows, pigs, birds, all these animals are tested on. Wow, I did not know this. <laughs> Disgusting. Where do they get them? Do they get them from shelters? or I mean, Do you know where they get so them? So let me just say one more thing. Please, the please. number of animals, so this is Canada alone, so I don't even want to think about what your figures might be in the United States. Right. It would be staggering to me as a Canadian. But here in Canada, and this is just what are called numbers from what are called reporting institutions, so I won't get into that except to say there's unknown numbers of other animals in experimentation that we don't know about because those institutions don't have to report. But from reporting institutions in 2017, which is last year for which we have figures, there was four and a half million animals in experimentation. That's over a million birds, over 800,000 fish, over 19,000 pigs, over 640,000 cows. And even animals that are small by percentage are still, I think, large in numbers. So oh, close to 6,000 cats, more than 11,000 dogs, and more than 6,000 primates. And, I mean, every individual is precious and beautiful. So... Pat, um, is this in Canada? So alone? the numbers are large. Pat, this is Canada alone. Reported, these numbers. Canada reported only. Many don't but, have to report. But Canada alone, right? Yes, four oh, and a half million. Unbelievable. Unconscionable. Yeah, and the source of these animals, you asked, Nancy. So I, the first thing I'm going to say is, and this is extremely frustrating, which I'm sure you'll be able to sympathize with. It is so hard to get information because, uh, I mean, I'm saying this a bit facetious, facetiously, but I think that animal experimentation is the most secretive um, industry in Canada, second only to, like, national defense. Oh. So it's very hard to find out, but it seems that most animals in experimentation are specifically bred for that purpose, right. which is heartbreaking, meaning right. these kittens, these puppies never see the light of day from the moment of, of conception to of, from birth to death. They are within the experimentation system. Some animals are captured from the wild, which is equally heartbreaking because they are taken out of their natural environments. They're removed from their family units, and it has effects on biodiversity in general. And then I don't, I know previously in some provinces of, in Canada, animals were taken from animal pounds and shelters. I don't, because it's, there's so little information, right. I don't think that still happens. So, so, so what is the council going to argue? What, 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 I mean, what is the, the hospital going to argue to the council? What do you think their position what, what, is going to be? What about we're saving lives, we're defeating cancer, we're defeating Oh, I'm AIDS. getting to that in a second, okay, good, William. Good. I'm okay. getting to All that. Right. Let yeah. me just go on to say okay. a few more things about why we shouldn't be under the, why we shouldn't be testing. Number one, it's cruel. I just want to say a few more things about sure. cruelty. Um, how much time do we have all together? Can you remind me? You have, unfortunately, three more minutes, but uh, three more minutes. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, well, then let me just say, go to the website. It's absolutely horrifically cruel. Mm -hmm. um, many of these experiments, or perhaps most, take place without medicate, without pain-killing medication. Oh and even the end of life for them killing the killing of these animals is a nasty business as well number two we shouldn't be doing it because it doesn't work right there's 
95% of animal experiments fail. Of the remaining 5%, half are withdrawn because they don't pass human clinical trials or whatever and sometimes have lethal, that means deadly consequences for humans. Um, it's just not the right Animals are not the right model for human medical uh, research. And then there are these incredible alternatives, and that's on our the website as well. And, for example, one example, there's something called organ on a chip, and it looks like it's the size of a of a credit card and they have actual human cells in there. They've got all these organs that are on a stupid computer chip. There's liver on a chip, lung on a chip, kidney on a chip. The picture of the lung on a chip, this chip actually breathes. So I'm like, why are we... Why are we animals. in the dark ages? When we can simulate. When well, we can simulate. they're lazy. They 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 don't uh, they don't they they, they they claim that it's more expensive. But what is the before we let you go? What what what's mm-hmm. your, if you have your, what's the philosophy? What what do you where, what do you think is going to be the outcome? Do you think that they're going to push and shove their way through, or is city council a bit more compassionate? Honestly, I am like my heart is like a pendulum. One day I feel really encouraged, the next day I feel not encouraged. And so I don't know, Nancy. I really don't know, and I couldn't gauge. And, um, you you know, I have obviously spent hundreds and so I just, I've, you know, my motto for this entire campaign is the only failure is not trying. That's absolutely true. You can uh, you can go to bed knowing that you did your best. But what is? Um, do you, are, are there any experts who are going to come and, and uh, testify in your favor? Do you, do you have any support in that way? Do you have any reports? Um, I mean, you know what? I thought a- when I started this that I would have to face, and I was a bit intimidated by the possibility that I would be faced with a lot of um, feedback, pushback from animal from researchers, and not. A word. Wow. So, but they have they have this whole. Um, as I said, it's all secrecy. There is right. no transparency. So uh, the only time I got uh, contacted by someone was sort of asking our group to participate in a in a scientific study, and I could read. Well, the way I read it between the lines was how, what is the minimum amount of transparency we would have to give you, the public, about animal experimentation to ensure that no one starts campaigns like this? Well, <laughs> can I, Pat, Pat uh, let me say this in our limited acceptable. time. <laughs> let me say this in a limited time. If I, if I could, Pat, what you've got to do, okay, if any of their propaganda services, are, you've got to destroy a myth that, listen, even if the 5% of this works, if we cure one person of cancer or AIDS of, or, or of atherosclerosis, you've got to address those issues by saying they're ineffective, it's, you can't transfer them on humans. What, you have the ammunition, you have the substantive stuff, but you've got to defeat those, those guys that are probably going to argue that we're saving lives. If it were your grandmother dropping dead of cancer, that kind of BS. The, I've got, the, the point is, let me tell you the, the diseases that have been cured, stroke, heart failure, diabetes, cystic fibrosis, muscular dystrophy, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and most cancers have been cured in mice. But after decades of testing, there's no cures for these in humans. Why? Because we've been testing on mice and not using... The animals are not a good model for right. studying humans. I am not a 150-pound guinea pig. And you know, it's pretty obvious. I can look in the Pat, mirror. I can see it. Pat, no, listen, I, we got to wind think, it up. We've got to wind yeah, up. I, we've we, got all. It's 
all the right, all everything right is on this side. Uh, exactly. Oh, no, Pat, we know that. Very quick. In a nutshell, please, and I say it respectfully too, of course, remind them that you're a, you're a fellow municipal person here. Your whole career dedicated municipal affairs and issues. You know what you're talking about. They'll defer to you. They'll have a deference to you, okay? You hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's just do that. Yes. So could you please, before we leave you, could you, what's the name of the website again? So the website is rezoningforanimals.com. Okay. And on the home page of the website, now that we know the public hearing is scheduled, the link to email counsel actually goes right into the public hearing submission Excellent. site. Excellent. So as I said, there's only nine days left. I would love if your listeners would go to the website, click on it, and um, just write something simple, something simple, just so that council knows that there is this overwhelming, like council, they are elected officials, right? They want to do what the public wants. They want to get reelected. And Vancouver Council says on the website, we set a precedent for the world. We set an example. I want them to know the world is watching them to do the right thing. Exactly. Are we going to have a show before this hearing takes place? Yes, we're going to have a show two days before the hearing takes place. So maybe we can have her back? Maybe we can have Pat Kendall back, the one and only. Pat, can you come back next Sunday? (laughs) You guys are great. Can you come back next Sunday? I love you guys. Love you too. Okay, we'll be in touch. Maybe we'll get, if you're available, we'll have you back next Sunday because we need to talk a little bit more about this. Forgive us. We have time constraints here. We have to shut this down, Kevin. No worries. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you both. Let's do it again next Sunday. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye. You're too. Bye. You're too. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Nancy, say goodbye to everybody. For God's sake, say goodbye. <laughs> I am so impressed with this wonderful woman, and I guess. really, really hope that our friends in British Columbia and all over the world send an email to these council people. She, so that she's we can, the same. Do, no, we she means well, and it's not big, radical. So we can just it's cool. Make a, take a big step in the right direction. Uh, thank you all for spending this time with us. Please go to Pat Kendall's website. Uh, take action. You'll feel better about yourself. You know, one email can can turn into 100,000 emails, and that can make a big so difference. So go to her website and so, support the people of Vancouver. So we're over time. Our producer is uh, giving me a bad, the a bad look, grimacing at me. And Thank remember, you. be the person your dog thinks you are. Thank you all. Thanks for spending this time with us. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio.